You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode four of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round three. This episode is brought to you by one of our most frequent season sponsors, Own Goal. Oh, uh, wait, no, 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 no. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by our usual co hosts, our new usual co hosts, Belaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing tonight? I'm well. I'm awesome. Thank you. Fantastic. Glad to have you here. Uh, glad to have you here. Those of you who are joining us with the live stream chat and YouTube. And uh, yes, for those of you listening to the show right now on, on SoundCloud or wherever your favorite podcast streaming service might be, you just heard our brand new intro. This is the announcement that I've teased the last couple of weeks over on uh, the MLS Fantasy Insider Twitter account. If you were a Patreon supporter, you got to hear this a few days early after it was finished uh, through Fiverr. Uh, did a did a contract through there. I'll plug that creator on on Twitter after the show. But very excited uh, to have this new music. Simon did a fantastic job when he made the original music. Uh, we had all of the little bits and pieces pulled from the show. It it's just hard to keep that up with with keeping it current and that. And we wanted something a little bit different feel. Uh, it's it's been a few years and uh, we. We're really happy with the music. Hope you all are as well. A couple of really quick announcements before we get into the uh, the, the recap of, of round two. Uh, welcome to anyone who is joining us for the first time or for the second week in a row. If you found our show through Skylar's fantasy positional rankings article through MLS. Uh, we were fortunate enough a couple of years ago to be included in those articles and uh, last year was just weird. Uh, but this year, I think we got a link back in those, those articles that Skylar puts together each week. So if you're joining us there, welcome. Uh, we're happy to have you with us and we hope that you find the show helpful. Uh, you can also join us live on YouTube every Monday when we record this show, uh, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, great people in chat and a lot of fun questions. Uh, I also want to let everyone who is a Patreon supporter or who's thinking about becoming a Patreon supporter know that at the end of this month, I'm going to take sort of the official tally, the snapshot of where are we right now uh, to find out who is at each tier when I place the initial order for all the swag that we're getting. And so just a reminder, we're going to have stickers, we're going to have face masks, we're going to have gator masks, we're going to have the little mini soccer balls again for the various tier levels of supporters. So if you are interested in becoming a supporter of the MLS Fantasy Insider uh, show that includes being able to join our league, uh, the open league, I believe you still can join. The head-to-head -head is locked, uh, but you can be eligible for gift card prizes as well as the swag that you will get. I'm going to make that initial order at the end of this month, so be sure to head over to patreon.com slash MLSFI. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash MLSFI. And now let's get to our recap from round two. Blaine, how's your team do? Uh, 77 points and a 3.4 million gain. So not going to complain there. My bench crushed it with Stojanovic, Leal, and Cadiz. I did go heavy Nashville and it paid off. Um, only two players lost value on that were that was Bo and Hollingshead. Um, just did not expect Dallas defenders to be putting up a zero this week. And 
I thought Bo would have scored more than that. So I'll I'll take it. I'm up to 103 team value, <clears throat> which my goal was to try to catch back up. I've seen some leaders on Discord talking about being between 105 and 106. So if you're between 103 and 105, you're doing pretty pretty good team value wise. If you're above that, you're doing really well. I know we saw some four and five million jumps this week on team value as well. So it's been a little bit all over the place. I'm happy with my week, the way it went. Uh, didn't get to grab all of my price rise players because my bench did so well. I had to dump Caden Clark. And even though he didn't score, he still got a little bit of a price rise. But I, I'll take I'll take a 77 this week. Um, overall ranks just inside the top 2,000. Um, but that's within striking distance of make it a run at the first part of the season. Ashley, what about your team? Um, I did okay. I feel like I had some some hits that I didn't expect and some busts that I also didn't expect. I talked to you guys about this last week. I was I was really like heavy on Portland in like perspective wise. I mean, I didn't load up on them. Um, I didn't think they'd rotate that much. It was their first, you know, home opener, Timbers Army, all that stuff, and they rotated a lot. And so I downgraded Valeri to Yimmy Chara, who came up at halftime for Diego Valeri. So that got me a one, which was probably my most frustrating um, pick of last week. But I also had Bo and Heal and Reynoso, who didn't hit very well. Um, I got a New England shutout. Alex Roldano, my bench, did really well with eight. Um, and then, like, I think a lot of people, that Chicharito point at the end made me think, why didn't I captain Chicharito? And then I remembered, because it would have been insane, but would have paid off. So um, happy, happy to have had him and um, yeah, I had, I, I had a great price rise. I'm up to 104.8, um, which is definitely worth working with. Um, I'm, this is still, I, I said this to the guys in chat said, this is the worst start I've ever had playing, but I progressed this week. So I, I see some, some hope I'm sitting at one, 1000 something, which I don't remember the last time I, I said that. Um, but, uh, I like, like, uh, Blaine said, I still feel like I've got, I've got some room to work with, but, um, it's a, it's a far climb for me so far. <laughs> Ashley, I got to say, welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Your rank is dropping in a, a, by being on the show and that's normal. Right. And that's what Spencer said. Spencer's like 305, never been that high in his entire life. <laughs> and he was like, so I, I, it, you, I got it. It's something, maybe it's the laundry detergent and I'm getting it all in our house, but I, I got none of it and he got it all. So it's okay. I guess. Well, you guys have put my team value to shame. Uh, I ended up with uh, 80. Let's see. What was it? I just, I just clicked off of my team. I ended up with 80 points, lost some of my head to heads uh, by a couple of points. So that was, that was a heartbreaker. Ended up with 80 points, uh, went up in the overall ranking. So fantastic scores out of chat here. Uh, lots of high seventies, low to high eighties. Some have a hundred and 103 there from Megan. The 100, that's awesome. Uh, some, some great points there. If you were in the 80s, uh, maybe even in the high 70s, you probably saw a rank rise depending on where you were in the table. Uh, if you hit in that 90 or triple digit mark, you definitely had a great week. Fantastic right there. Uh, I had some of the same missteps that other people did. Uh, my team value, by the way, was 102.6. So yeah, a little, little behind where you guys are. Uh, I had some missteps as well. I think a lot of us uh, experienced that. I didn't have uh, I had a uh, Colorado that I, that I kind of leaned on with a switcheroo and some defense did not come through for me. Reynoso did not come through for any of us with that game. Uh, and then didn't get quite my keeper. didn't work out. We had a question, which I'll touch on in just a second. Um, 
I went with Sporting Kansas City Switcheroo, as many of you all did. Blaine pronounced that name for me. Uh, Pulse Camp. There we go. And uh, we'll talk about when to switch in just a second. But I, I didn't get as many points as I could have with that. And then Bo kind of fell, fell flat for me. So, uh, But I did have Bai on my bench, which did a Switcheroo. That was nice from New England. And then I had Castellanos with New York City going up against my Cincinnati. And I bet correctly. On that, especially after all of the crazy last-minute scratches and, and absences for, for that game. so I have to say it about Tati, though, and I know we don't like to spend too much time on the recap, but that was a butt assist, and it, that was the most deflected goal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I can't think it. I can't. I, if you watched it, look it up. He's, I'll he take it. I'll take it. Butt and he scored. No, he didn't. Uh, that was definitely one of those those heartbreaking games because like I'm watching Cincinnati just melt right here, but I'm also like, well, I'm getting fantasy yep. points. Uh, heartbreak, heartbreak there. But uh, so there's a quick recap. Uh, some fantasy takeaways from us. I'm going to start with what I just plugged right there. Uh, Pulse Camp did did great, but when do you need to bring us a keeperoo in? When do you need to bring in a a switcheroo? Um, for, for me, I kind of look at where is the average, where is the floor of what you might expect most players to get. So for uh, a goalkeeper and a defender, I'm thinking they're going to at least likely get two points just for playing, uh, for playing the full 90 minutes. And then they're likely going to get a couple of bonus points during a game, be that from recoveries or, or saves for a keeper or recoveries or clearances or tackles for a defender. You're likely going to see about four points. So if I have a keeper or a defender who is in my switcheroo or keeperoo who has a four total, I am likely not going to switch them in and just roll the dice, to try to get something better. Unfortunately, it did not work out for me this week with Minnesota. So if you're getting a five, that's when I'm going to start thinking, well, maybe I'll put that guy in because maybe they've gotten an extra bonus point than I didn't really expect. Or maybe they haven't done great with bonus points, but they've gotten an assist or something. Going to consider a five, definitely if it's above a five. Um, but you're looking at that magic four number. If it's more than four, you're going to really think of it. If it's six or more, definitely, definitely bring them in. For the midfielders, again, you're looking at an average around four or five depending on the midfielder you could get those two points for playing you're hoping for a couple of bonus points maybe you get a clean sheet in there that's an extra one point for a midfielder uh, you're really looking for something closer to a six so a five is again on the bubble for a midfielder but you're really hoping for something more like a six or a seven from your switcheroo um, midfielder to put them in blaine made a good point before the show started though if you're going with a value midfielder a five-point guy a 5.0 guy maybe you could go with that five million that those five points that that's a bit good return for your investment one for one that that's not too bad for a forward i want a goal if if i'm not getting a goal i'm not going to push that forward in um with hope it's not on that bubble that you're if you're just getting most forwards are going to get you two bonus points or two two points they're not going to generate any bonus points for you maybe you get lucky with someone like Bo and you'll get one bonus point so you're looking at a three that just doesn't cut it so i'm really looking for a goal from a forward that's my quick cheat right there for for um Reed, to bring one, one thing i would add to it with your defenders and your forwards like because a forward with an assist is something i'm going to look at keeping maybe i'm looking at, maybe. I'm looking at I'm looking at more at my options of who I'm bringing in to make that decision. If I'm looking at a defender who really doesn't get bonus points, he's just a cheap alternative to who I have. If he's not going to get bonus points, I'm going to trust my gut on how much I think they're going to get a clean sheet. 
Same with the boomer bust forward. I may have a, a backup forward. If you only got two points from your forward, okay, go ahead and switch it. You're not going to do any worse. Um, if you got that assist, if you're looking at a boomer bust forward who's playing a little bit of a stronger defense, but you're like, if I get a two, I roll to this, uh, you kind of got to go with who your backup is too. So it's not always a hard and fast because those bonus points, those guaranteed points can be really, really nice on forwards and defenders if you've got them locked in with a few bonus points or an assist or something it depends on how strong the second option is for me uh, but if you had four points with with pulse camp this week and did not switch them in i mean don't worry about it that's i mean i did the same thing that's that's a call that i would make every week as i'm going to leave a four point keeper on my bench because i'm already hoping that my keeper Roo, who i brought in is going to have a better game so um that's that's just how i look at it some quick points there other takeaways for me, uh, speaking of this sort of defensive unit, clean sheet hunting is not really working out for us right now in the season. We've had a lot of, of these little 2-1-1-1 really close games. So if you're trying to clean sheet hunt, this this might not be the time to do that. Uh, maybe wait till a bit later in the season or maybe after some of the CCL has happened when you have some of these stronger teams back into 100% in, in the league, uh, look at the bonus points. Look at the bonus point production that your defenders are getting. That's going to be your next kind of bread and butter to try to get as much as you can. Look for those value players and look for the wingers. If you can find those guys who are getting assists, that's where you're going to want to look for fantasy because clean sheet hunting is not really cutting it right now. Um, I'm going to say two weeks in a row, Vancouver has gotten goals. They've given up goals as well, so maybe with some defenders. But uh, some of the offensive players for Vancouver are not as awful as we may have been led to believe at the beginning of the season, so you could find some good value there. So um, Vancouver is one that you, in the right situation, you could look at maybe more favorably than you did at the beginning of the year. Uh, then we had this question that came from Reddit. Is this the new normal for Chicharito? Um I'll let Ashley speak to some of this as well, but I just wanted to bring that up right now so that so that I could acknowledge that question. Uh, this is definitely better than what we saw from Chicharito, and and I, for one, think that I mean, clearly we we could hope that he'll have a goal every goal or two every round. That won't happen, but he's definitely in a better headspace going forward. So I think we're going to having a much better season from Chicharito for both LA Galaxy fans and for fantasy managers. Um, Blaine. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, to piggyback on one of yours with clean sheet hunting, um, Minnesota and Nashville have not been as strong as advertised. These are teams that I know Minnesota's without Opara, but they were still supposed to be a solid unit. And Nashville hasn't been missing anybody, and they have given up multiple goals already this season. Um, just a kind of a worrying sight for me. Um, it's not quite to the bet against these teams with how easily they're giving up goals, but it's getting close. Um, so that, that's got me there. Um, Busio for Sporting Kansas City is really the only option to pick up in the attack until you see Polito and Russell come back. Uh, he's been the only one doing anything. Kinda got subbed at halftime. It's just it, not been a lot there um until you see those two guys start i mean sporting's finding goals but they just don't look good doing it it's to the point you might want to start looking at defenses against them a little bit because they're getting the attack they're just not finding the goals and that clean sheet's got to come sooner rather than later uh read another one to piggyback off of yours dahomey for vancouver is taking pks away from cavallini now 
and he's playing he's a midfielder who is moderately priced what um wrong page uh got him at 7.2 this week but he's playing out of position as a second striker which is huge for somebody in that price range for your midfield a very cheap option um he does take pks uh picked up a bonus point in each of the games i think one of them was a clean sheet bonus point being a midfielder but that's um he's getting more involved and he's looking better every week. Um, I wish it would translate to a few more fantasy points, but with where he's playing and how he's playing, I think he's got a good shot to be in a lot of teams. And then Colorado is another defense that really needs their defenders back. I think it's affecting both sides of the ball to a, to a large degree. They're not, they're, they're absorbing a lot of pressure. They're having to sit back They're Their attacking pieces are not getting forward as much as you would want. It's really sinking the whole team. And that's Vines and Abubakar. And I'll talk about that a little bit in the injury section, but we really don't have a whole lot to go on here. So if Colorado's missing those players, they're almost a team to pick against because the other team's just seeing so much of the ball right now. Ashley. Uh, yeah. Um... To, to touch on on what Reed had said a, a minute ago, uh, Chicharito and Higuain are starting it's two weeks in to look as advertised. I know both of them came in last season and did not look like what, if you'd watch them in Europe, what they played like and definitely weren't, you know, what MLS was, was advertising. But so far, I mean, Chicharito's got five goals in two games. Higuain picked up what three and two is that right and an assist in the first week um you know i watched them both and i think this will kind of carry over to fantasy um higuain looks like he's kind of in the right place at the right time but chicharito looks hungry i talked about this in our western conference preview um i've watched him play for probably i don't know 15 years 12 years maybe um and he never has two bad seasons in a row he's also never been bashed like he was bashed last season. He's never been talked about in that type of a way. Um, you know, he's an ambitious guy. And when you put a chip on his shoulder, um, I, I, I think he's going to rise to that occasion this year. Last year, I, I think I was on a show with you guys when we talked about him. I said, I'd be surprised if he get 10. And this year, I'm, I mean, he's at five. So I think, I think he'll get more than that already. Um, you know, and I think he's definitely a player to, to pay attention to for fantasy this week. Um, he's going to hit that price rise. So whether you think he's going to score against Seattle or not, um, we talked about this on Twitter a little bit earlier. I think he's a must own, but I don't, I'm not ready to do, uh, you know, captain, uh, Chicharito by any means, <laughs> always captain. Um, but I think, ACC. Actually, yeah, you know, not, not quite yet. Um, but I think he's, he's becoming, you know, a must own. And then, you know, the kids can play on the other side of this, right? Cade Cowell picked up where Caden Clark left off. Um, I don't know if you guys know the, is it Dermot Milroney or do you guys know that joke? It's like the, the names are too similar. Your boys. I'll send you some rom-coms. In the <laughs> um, Cade Cowell and Caden Clark reminds me of that a lot. Um, Cade Cowell looked great. I saw something on Twitter that said he looks like he's the bad guy in a 90s skateboarding movie for Disney. And I, I've never liked him more after reading that. Um, but he just looked so good up front for San Jose this week. He looked terrible against Houston the first week, but he looked really in his element at home this week. Um, he's priced low. I think he's 4.9 for a striker. Um, Caden Clark looked like he took a bit of a knock in that Galaxy game. And, and like Blaine said, I think he... Um, 
didn't didn't quite pick up the points he did week one, but he still looked good. And his look good, I think, will equate to fantasy. Uh, and then the last thing I had is, and obviously I watched this one, LAFC are banged up right now. I know they pulled a tie out um, and, a, and a win out week one, but no Vela, no Rossi. Blackman is in, I think, COVID tracing protocol. Um, I don't think they've said in any way that he has COVID, but I know he was quarantined was what he was listed as. Um, still not bringing Moon in, you know, they're just, they're banged up. And so it's always a team that we look at. I know they're on the road this week, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of fading on LAFC briefly. I know I'll come back, um, until they get some of their bigger pieces, you know, put together. So, yeah. I will add real quick. We were talking about uh, some of the defenses. I've got numbers right here for, for total shots for and total shots against. Uh, so I will just throw out real quick. We were, we were mentioning Nashville. Nashville is actually near the bottom. They've only allowed 16 shots. Uh, they've just been unlucky that those have been very uh, efficient shots apparently, but they've only allowed 16 shots. Same with Portland. They're two of the better defenses right now. When you're just looking at allowing shots, uh, Columbus is below them, but they had that week off. And the New York Red Bulls is actually the lowest. They've only allowed 15 shots. So um, that's uh, 15 shots and a hat trick. They've only allowed 15 shots for the New York Red Bulls are there. Cincinnati, of course, is at the top. They have allowed 53 shots on goal. That is atrocious. Uh, so, yes, I saw someone mention in chat about, about Cincinnati still having defense problems. Yes, absolutely. Uh, below them, Austin FC have allowed 43 shots, which you sort of expect from the expansion side. Uh, and then LA Galaxy, they've allowed 33 shots. So those are the... Um, Three teams that, though 33, it starts to get closer to sort of what around an average of what most teams might be, but it's really that 43 and 53 that stand out. Uh, teams that take shots, Nashville's leading the way, 49 total shots taken. Uh, Minnesota's at 40, and then New York City is at 43. So uh, there's where some of the teams are with, with their shots, if you want to know. Okay, well, that's the the quick recap. Thank you so much, everybody who who provided your two cents in the chat. Uh, those are those are great bits and pieces. If we miss anything, let us know. I think we caught a lot of it though, but you guys have some great conversation going right now. Um, we missed one from chat, and I'll just go ahead and bring it yeah, out. Uh, Dominga has got a brace for Austin this yeah. week in their first win. Um, I kind of yeah, left yeah. that one on the table because I didn't know who else would want to talk about that, um, but. Yeah, no, Austin getting their first win on the road is huge. Um, anytime you start these long road streaks, waiting for a stadium, any win you pick up is a huge benefit down the line. Um, and that was a very big win to pick up. So no complaints there. Um, Dominguez, if he's going to play like this and he's on some set pieces, uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Um, I think given the fixture and who they're playing, he's somebody to somewhat avoid but he's got that huge score in his average right now. So if you've been watching him and like him, he's definitely on the upswing. Yeah, but we do want to put that caveat that it was against a very wounded Colorado defense right there. That might not have happened had Colorado been at their at their full strength. But they're, they're definitely looking much better than previous expansion sides. I mean, have. he is coming into very not efficient Minnesota defense. True. Very true. I'm uh, going to wrap up this section uh, like we did last week. Our good friend Ryan Walker sent over some some recaps he has for his soccer down here. Fantasy League, his hidden gems from this round. Uh, Cowell, 4.4, 13 points from San Jose. 
Uh, Thorinson, New York City, 4.7 million with 12 points. Aspria from Portland, 4.4 million with 10 points. And then Flash, Leon Flash with Philadelphia, 4.5 million, eight points. Those are some, some hidden gems from this round, courtesy of Ryan Walker. Let's move on to our housekeeping section now. Got a few little things to cover here. It's going to be an interesting round coming up. First off, uh, I want to give a shout out to our league leaders in the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues. For our classic leagues, uh, MLS Fantasy Boss League, Reddit League, and the Discord League, Haitian Zavi uh, is uh, leading all of those leagues. He's in all of them, so uh, Haitian Zavi SC leading all of the open leagues right there. Long season, though, you all, you can catch up. Uh, for our Patreon Open, Master Kathy B is leading the Patreon Open. For the head-to-head -head leagues, uh, it's still too close to call. A lot of people are tied 2-0-0, so not going to announce right that. But I, I will give a shout-out to the uh, to Donuts from Discord, who is one of our players in the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational League, and that is based on points. He's currently beating Skyler, so congrats, Donuts. You're doing, you're doing really well. Getting back to this round, uh, unlike the last two weeks, uh, round three starts on Saturday, May the 1st at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The last two weeks started on Friday, so this is a Saturday start. Everything kicks off with the New York Red Bulls versus Chicago match. There are no teams on a double game week, and there is only one team on a bye week, and that is Toronto. So if you're going for switcheroos or keeperoos, that should be your target right there uh, Toronto, because they're on a buy. I had a question about ways to identify who is is on a buy. If you head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com and uh, go over to the to the game chart and primer link at the top, that will give you the chart that that I worked up at the beginning of this season, and uh, being a real easy way to to find out who's on a buy, who's on double game week. And before we get to our injuries, I'm going to talk about CCL. Really quick, uh, all of the MLS teams, all five of the MLS teams uh, are playing CCL this week before the fantasy round starts. So Atlanta versus Philadelphia uh, on the 27th, that's four days before their game. Toronto is playing also on the 27th, that's four days before their game. And then Columbus and Portland are not playing each other, but they are each playing a game on the 28th, which is three days before their game. So potentially... Look at these teams for rotations or tired legs if they're trying to feel the same squads. I think we've already seen the impact of CCL at the beginning of this season, so keep an eye on these teams and these matches for this round for sure. And now, turn, turning it over to you, Blaine, for the injury suspensions and call-ups. Yeah, um, huge shout-out to the Discord community for helping us put this together. Um, there is more here than I can talk about in this short segment on the show. Um, I think I counted it up today, and there are about 120 entries in our injuries and absences list right now. Um, we update this every week as we go through it. So um, join the Discord and go find this. It's called our Mega Reference. It's a pinned post over there, so you can find it anytime you want to. And it's got to have up-to-date information. Uh, but some of the highlights, um, Escobar should be returning for Atlanta United. Um, he had a red card at the end of the year and was suspended the first two games, so he should be back. Um, Chicago's got a few guys beat up, but most of them are not as important to the fantasy game. <laughs> yeah, uh, we do have um, 
you know, I say that like Chicago, there's some beat up guys, um, not as important, but that means there's going to be a lot less rotation with the guys you would take. Uh, that's huge. Uh, Abubakar and Vines were listed as questionable for game week two. So it's only a matter of time before Colorado gets their guys back. Uh, we have not heard what is going on. Um, DC United has a whole list of players that were out. Um, looks like about 10 players in their roster that are that are still out, probably not back to full training. Um, we do not know what is up with Quintero for Houston. Um, somebody had it here. We got it through one of the beat writers. Potential lack of match fitness to start the season. Um, we've got the entire list of LAFC players that are out, questionable, various injuries and what they are, what body part is hurting. And kind of a, most of them are listed as day-to-day, um, which is good. Uh, that includes Rossi Vela, Masovsky, and Baird, and Blackman. I mean, all these guys are listed as day-to-day, so they could be back for game week three. If you're curious, head over to Discord and find this. Um Let's see, we've got, um, sorry, it's a huge list to go through. Um, We've got Pato's leg injury. I know I've seen that in chat, his name pop up a couple of times. Um, The most recent update we have is his injury does not require surgery. Um, That doesn't sound good. I don't know how long he's going to be out with that, but that not requiring surgery usually tells me that it's not very good. Um, Moutinho may be back soon for Orlando and Pereira is coming off of suspension. He was also suspended two games to start the season. Uh, that is a huge dent into Chris Mueller's minutes. Um, they were kind of competing for spots. So if you're heavy on Mueller this week, you may want to think twice and watch that lineup. If, uh, Pereira's match fit and ready to go, I could see Mueller getting benched at this point. They may try to squeeze them both in, but I just don't see that as the way they're playing right now. Um, same old, same old for the, um, Portland Timbers. Uh, there's three guys that are on, that were injured. Blanco, Abobasi, and Nisgoda are still, um, unknown. Don't know quite what the timelines on them are. Although we did kind of get an update on Nisgoda and he may be out for the season. Um, Steve Clark is still out. And if you noticed Valeri, uh, he lost his father. So we don't know what that's going to do for his timeline. Our thoughts go out to him on that one. Uh, Wando is our only red card for the week. Um, Sporting Kansas City, uh, Mirren picked up a hamstring injury and got subbed. Um, we did see the return of Io and Altador and Osorio for uh, Toronto this week. They all played, so that's a lot of reinforcements coming in there. Don't know if any of them are quite ready to start. And I think that's all we've got on this. Um, in other news, big signings, um, Jefferson Soteldo uh, signed with Toronto. Uh, probably will have to go through quarantine, but he's a $6.5 million transfer fee for a left wing. So if you're watching those games, look at where he's going to slot in on the left wing and see what you think about how he's going to affect the rest of the team. And then Unu um, starts with an H, but it's pronounced Unu. There you go, Reed. You don't have to butcher that one this year. Um, give me time. Yeah. Uh, new forward for Minnesota. Um, interesting to, interested to see where he slots in. I've heard he could be a winger and replace Ethan Finley on the roster. 
in the starting lineup. Uh, I think the plan is to start both him and Abila. Um, and I guess we completely forgot about Abila this time. He was held out of that game for disciplinary reasons. Apparently, he was not wanting to participate in full training with the team, and he threw him out of the game and just said he wasn't coming to this one. So keep an eye on that. But um, I see those two strikers playing well with Reynoso, and that could be uh, guys fighting for points. But watch for those two guys to get get involved sooner rather than later. I just I think with the way the protocols are going, both of them are going to be in quarantine for at least the first week that they're here. And Reed, that's all I've got. All right. Well, thank you so much, Blaine, for that. Uh, uh, if there's anything else, feel free to put it in chat, and uh, we'll try to mention that. But be sure to head over to the Discord chat server. You can get there easily, mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord. Uh, that will have the link there that you can use to join the chat. Uh, the whole big list of 100-plus people of names, suspensions, call-ups, injuries that you need to be aware of uh, is put right there and kept up by that amazing community. So be sure to uh, head over to that if you're interested in seeing more. But now let's get on to segment number three, our current round picks for round three. Uh, let's just start out with uh, the games that we think are most promising for fantasy points. Real quick, quick, Ashley, what are you keeping an eye on? Uh, I'm paying attention to Orlando Cincy. Week one Cincy, I wouldn't have paid attention to this game, but week two Cincy, I'm paying attention. Um, I'm also paying attention to San Jose, D.C., I don't see a ton of offensive power coming out of DC and San Jose had a great home game last week and they're at home this week. I'm definitely paying attention to Seattle and galaxy, but I think that that's kind of self-explanatory. Um, and then I'm also like both of you said, paying attention to Vancouver, Colorado. Um, not totally sure what I think is going to happen there. But, <laughs> yeah. um, Colorado looks a little suspect and they don't have to travel far because Vancouver's home is Utah. Um, but still with the way that Vancouver has been looking, I'm, I'm definitely paying attention to that one. Yeah. I really wish that one was earlier in the round because having it being the last match of the, of the week, it's, it's so tough to make that fit in with like an ideal switcheroo situation. Blaine, what are you looking at? Yeah. I mean, I'll echo the Orlando Cincy. I'm really watching to see if Lutro Acosta is back for Cincy. I think that completely changes the dynamic of that game. Um, without any midfield control that Lucho brings. Uh, they're going to get there. It's going to be a barrage coming at them and Orlando is going to pick up a ton of bonus points and you'd be smart to go three deep on that one. Um, and then Vancouver, Colorado as well. Sorry, Reed, if they're giving up that many I shots, mean, you got to, I, if, I, mean, if, I, if I bet against them last week. It, I'm not, I'm not Jason. Yeah. If Lucho's back though, I think that changes the whole dynamic and we're not going to see quite the same uh, ineptitude going forward. And I don't think it's a lack of defensive ability. I think they're just – the stats are if you score one of every 10 goals, if you're giving up 50 shots, you're gonna they're going to put the goals on you. It's just that's the way it goes. Um, and then Vancouver, Colorado, for the same reasons. If Colorado's missing some guys, um, this is a game I'm kind of shying away from, but I want to I wanna see what it does. Like I think there's a lot of fantasy implications here. Uh, the two I have that are different um, is I really like Red Bulls versus Chicago. Uh, Red Bull just picked up a new DP striker. Um, if he's available, which I don't know where that stands, that could be interesting. But I think this is two teams, Chicago on the roads, not the greatest defense. I think there could be a lot of goals in this one. Red Bull hasn't been putting up the defensive stand. Chicago's known for giving away a few goals, and the kids seem to be playing well for Red Bull. 
I think this is going to just be fireworks. This is what I'm looking at, like a 2-2-3-3 game type of thing and go wide open. And then Nashville versus Miami. Nashville's defense, as we talked about earlier, has not been strong. Miami has been pressing forward some big names. But Miami's defense looks about as bad as anybody else. Like, I can see this one being a 3-3-4-4 game just with the way both teams are playing right now. Like, I think there's a ton of goals to be had in this one if you can find the right guys. Yeah, and Chicago, that is a that is an interesting game, Blaine, the Red Bull-Chicago game. Uh, Chicago is top five in shots taken so far this season with 32. And like I said before, Red Bulls have allowed the fewest shots of any of the teams. So uh, that would be interesting for sure. Uh, I will echo the Orlando-Cincinnati game. I think that's definitely a low-hanging fruit for potential fantasy points. I also like New England and Atlanta, again, that you all didn't mention, uh, with potential CCL impacts for Atlanta and uh, New England has some very attractive players at every position that you could look at, though. I don't know if I'd go three deep with New England for this one. All right, let's get on to our uh, keepers, defenders, and clean sheet chances. Blaine, kick us off. Yeah, so so this might come out as a shock. I didn't think I would be doing it this early in the season, but my number one keeper for the week is Kerpo from Vancouver. I just, I'm not seeing it from Colorado. I know Shinyashiki got a goal, but I'm just not seeing it. I think the team's been doing better. So I'm going to, I think I might try to ride this Vancouver hot streak. Uh, That is a late game. So you do have your switcheroo options. Pulse camp is still cheap, but it's on the road to an RSL team that got a couple of goals. Um, Depending on the lineups, Ochoa for RSL could make my lineup this week, betting against my own team. I think there's some cheap options floating around that you could go to and Kripo's kind of your switch into, but he's my number one. Um, Looking at anybody on the Orlando defense, kind of price dependent there. Um, Kiza for Montreal is another name that I've just kind of thrown in there. I like the way he's been playing. He's been getting into the attack. Um, Interesting options there. I think he's taken a few corners too, which really helps. Um, Just not really, didn't pay as much attention to my defense this week. I think there's a lot of good options, but I just don't see a ton of clean sheets this week. I think it's going to be a goal fest. So I'm looking at either cheap options or guys that are going to get me a price rise. And the names I've mentioned are on that upswing and looking at it. And if you want to pretty much guarantee price rise, you go with uh, Christian Gutierrez from Vancouver. Um, He's definitely on the list to climb and he's only 5.5. Ashley. Yeah, um, I echo, I think he was a consensus pick for all of us, Gutierrez from Vancouver. He's getting in there offensively. Um, they're doing pretty well defensively. I like him a lot this week for sure. Um, I I echo the Orlando defense. I I lean towards Schlegel. Um, that's someone that I'm, I'm kind of paying attention to. Uh, and then I really like the Alex Roldan, Brad Smith. I kind of take, take a pick. I know that Smith picked up a goal this week, but Alex Roldan got – the same amount of points as him with no assist and no goal. He's just racking up those bonus points. He yep, is 0.5 million more. Uh, I think he's six and Brad Smith is 5.5. So depending on what your money situation is, I would look at either of them. I don't mean to leave new who out, but I am going to leave new who out. Just uh, like he was left out of the wall. I knew you guys would find somewhere. And I really liked <laughs> that. That was good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I am also, um, I'm considering Kripo. Everyone that I'm looking at is kind of costing the same. So I keep kind of going back and forth. So look for what I decide with on the chalkboard, but I like Kripo. I like 
Galise, I like Turner. Um, you know, I, I'm I had a crazy draft where I was considering uh, the Cincinnati, the Sporting Kansas City kid as my keeperoo, and then the San Jose kid as my starter. I don't know, guys. Um, I'm caring a lot less about my my keepers because, like we've said, the clean sheets are not really there. For that same reason, I'm gonna kind of throw out there for this week that I'm definitely making. Um, my defender, my scrub. Sometimes I make a midfielder or a striker a sub because I need the money. Um, but this week, because clean sheet hunting has just been so hard, I'm definitely throwing one of my scrubs. I usually try to just do one um, in my defense because I just can't pick a for sure clean sheet and I don't love any defenders this week either. So um, that's where I'm definitely throwing my Toronto scrub um, just because like we said, clean sheets are, are kind of few and far between. So yeah, good, good options, right there for sure. And I would say if you are going to splurge on a defender this round, maybe the next several rounds, it's going to be Alex Radon. That's that's it. If you're going to splurge, he's he's the guy you should absolutely splurge on. Uh, so the theme for me this week is I looked at players who could build value. I know we had some Blaine had a good video last week and he had some converse, some conversations last week about value. Uh, but we still had some questions about who to potentially target to build your value if you're behind, which I'm a little behind myself. Uh, so I have made a team of 15 players that all potentially have good ability to generate value this week. I will tell you right now though, this is probably not going to be my final team, but I just wanted to throw some of these names out just so people, um, think about it and some of these are we've already mentioned uh i looked at ochoa from rsl he had uh, four points last week which was probably more than people expected going up against sporting kansas city this week may not get the clean sheet but have a potential for a small value rise we already saw a 0.1 rise for him i believe this this last week uh galise over at orlando i think has a good chance that one is a lot I just think is a good chance of a clean sheet, which which could help. But uh, I do like Galise. A lot of the keepers you're not going to see a huge rise from if you go with them, and they are kind of expensive. Uh, on the defensive side, Gutierrez mm-hmm. of Vancouver. That's that's one easily should see a. Um, I'm getting I'm getting criticized for for my name pronunciation. I'm sorry. Galise. Galise. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, those of you who are new on the show, this is common. And it's it's endearing. Trust me. Uh, anyway, back to defenders. Gutierrez from Vancouver should easily see a rise this week. Uh, Roldan, like I said, should easily be your splurge and should see a price rise. Maybe not a 0.5, but I think he has a good shot uh, with his with his scores. Uh, Wagner with with uh, Philadelphia. If he plays, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, with um, the rotation, but. Uh, he could potentially see some rise, and then uh, Placios over with with LAFC. He had some good production. He could see some rising as well. And then Schlegel from Orlando, another guy, five point five. I think could see the clean sheet. Uh, I think Brandon Buys another good one from New England. That could be a name that slots in there. Lots of these guys um, are are good options for potential value increases this week. And that just is the algorithm. So if you just are focusing on building your, your value, which will help you in future rounds, if you rack up a huge bank over these first few weeks, so that in the fantasy um, champions league rounds two, three, and four, you just have more money than everybody else. That's going to help you make that qualifier. So that's the advantage of a value. But those are some of the guys I, I do like for potential value rises at those positions. 
Uh, let's move. And they were criticizing me, Blaine, for even giving a shout out to Ochoa, not for a name pronunciation. So, well, Adrian Heath says he's not very good. So, that's, it's, it's funny they pick on you because I said Ochoa too at one point. Well, I'm, I'm an easy target. I'm an easy. I got I got the the big orange jersey, the scarf. I'm just I'm just easy. I'm easy. Uh, let's go over to midfielders, Ashley. Yeah, I think, and I say consensus loosely because there wasn't one that we all agreed on, um, but I think Nani for Orlando and then Leal for Nashville are two of our only real consensus picks this week. Um, I like Nani at home. I mean, that backfield goal was dirty. I don't know that he can repeat that every week, but I hope. Um, and then Leal for Nashville, when you watch him and when you see what his points are in fantasy, I think he just continues to be someone you got to roll with. Um, I like Joel Paolo this week. There's rumors that Nico Ladero might be back, not to throw an extra 10 million into your potential lineup. Um, but I still like Joel Paolo a little bit more um, than Nico week one off of injury, if that even happens. Um, Schmetzer is notorious for saying someone's, you know, close and they're not. So I, I take that with a grain of salt. Um, and then I'm also paying attention to Miami a little bit. Um, I, you know, I think people will talk Higuain, but I like Pizarro. He keeps getting subbed kind of early. Um, so that's something to watch for. Cause I, nothing is more infuriating besides red cards than getting someone subbed before the 60th minute or right after the 60th minute. So or the 20th minute, ooh, I mean, that's, that's the worst. Uh, and then I'm giving heel another shot this week. I think I keep going back and forth between heel and Reynoso. Um, Reynoso burned me so bad last week, but it was so good week one. Um, I, you know, New England has seemed blah when you watch them, but in fantasy, they've kind of carried over a decent score. So, um, I'm going back and forth between those two right now. Blaine. Yeah, I'm a little different this week. Um, I do like heel and, and Leal a lot. I think Leal was a, the only real consensus pick we had, um, I'm not 100% sold on Orlando, um, but I want to see that lineup. I really do. If Lucho's in there, I, I may be willing to fade Orlando a little bit more than I probably should. We'll see if that burns me, but I'm just I'm not as sold. I didn't like the way they played against Kansas City. I know it's a different team. I know it's probably the best time to ever take these guys. I just... I liked what I saw from Montiero and Reno. So I think those two, if I'm looking at premiums, it's going to be heel Montiero and Reno. So like those were my first three that I grabbed. Um, Nani is definitely on my radar. Pereira coming in is probably another guy I could look at. You, I mean, either one of those two for Orlando is probably going to be quality this week. I don't know. I just, I like the matchup Reynoso against um, Austin, especially if Avila comes in. That's huge. Uh, Montiero has been solid all year. He's got the average to back it up and everything. And then I'm kind of flip, flipping back and forth. I'm going to, I threw Dahomey in there for Vancouver for that last game. Um, it's a Leal on the bench type of thing with Dahomey in the lineup. And if Leal goes off, then I've got money to put somewhere else. I can drop Dahomey out. It, it's a good one two punch there. Uh, the other one is Stojanovic. And I know we've talked about him quite a bit. He's just, he's my other one. I'm flip, flipping back and forth with Dahomey on. And I'm, you got price rise potential for both of those guys. It's that fifth midfield option. But uh, Heal Montiero and Reynoso with Leal are kind of my top four right now that I'm planning on rolling with. 
All right. And then uh, again, I think we need to point out, Blaine, from chat, they want to just say that uh, no one is on Nani due to what Orlando is doing. It's because of Cincinnati. <laughs> so I will I will give the shout out for chat for saying that. Uh, back to do what? That is back kill. Yeah, no, the back kill. That was nice. Uh, again, looking at some potential value rises for myself. I, I like Nani. I think he's got a good shot against Cincinnati for a good game. Leal has had some strong production that should carry over for some more price rising. Uh, Reynoso, again, not fantastic last week, but that eight points from round one is carrying over, going to help his production. Uh, Blaine, the Chicago midfielder. What's this? How do you say it? Stoyanovic. There you go. He is 5.5 and has had some good rounds and should easily be on your team if you want to have value, period. Uh, and then also uh, Medina from New York City uh, looks set to have a, a pretty good price increase. Um, he had uh, 16 points last week. He's 7.8. So those are some guys you could look at if you're looking for um just some price increases not not a horrible set uh almost all those guys are at home the new york city with medina depending on the rotation with philly that could be uh, a good game for them as well uh so there's a lot ccl is having a huge impact for this round let's move on to forwards blaine yeah um i honestly didn't like all the forward options this week and I, I went three premiums in midfield so I was kind of looking for a little bit of cheaper options I I do like Rui Diaz as a premium I threw him out there because I think he's kind of got to be on your radar given the way a galaxy defense has played I'm not sure if if he's a huge option I may go with something else and it kind of depends on how the money goes I was able to slot him into my first draft but that's because I have Toy and Cadiz as my other two uh, Toy has been on fire for Montreal, a beautiful goal this last week, just drove in and chipped it over everybody. Um, and Cadiz has scored in both of the games so far and looks to be doing really well, just benefiting from the way the team's playing. I think these are two good matchups for Montreal and Nashville. Uh, Montreal is hosting Columbus, so that may change it, but Toy is so cheap, he's a bench option at that point. Nashville's going to Miami or is hosting Miami, sorry. And Miami has given up goals already this season. And if Nashville is going to keep playing like they have been with Leo Mukhtar and Cadiz, I could see all three of them getting good points. Um, but Cadiz is cheaper than Mukhtar and slots into that forward spot. And I didn't like a ton of the forward options I saw for this week. I just, I think the defenses that we've got out there for the home teams are just, it's kind of a mixed bag and I'm playing the team value game. So I'm not going to be taking guys that are premium that aren't going to be scoring goals. I don't see any slam dunk games that I'm like, Oh, this is Vela against Cincinnati. Um, it's, it's just one of those, like, I don't see good or huge potential for the premium guys other than Rui Diaz. So I'm going with the cheaper options and Cadiz is still cheaper with a huge average. So I'm, I'm hedging my bets there. It's still value game for me because I've got ground to make up. So those are that's where I lean right now. I could probably be talked into it. Chicharito's got the value gain coming after that, but I just don't see it this week. Ashley. Uh, do I have to say that I'm picking up Ruiz? Everyone assumes that, yes? Obviously, I'm picking up Raul Um He had a frustrating game down in LA, um, but I, I see a lot more of a week one performance out of him back home now against the galaxy defense where 
I mean, they can't not get scored on. And if they're going to get scored on, there's a good chance it's coming from Raul. Um, I like Chicharito this week in with that same thing. If anyone's going to frustrate Javier Arriaga, it's going to be Chicharito. Um, you know, Seattle had a shutout in the first week. The goal this last week was obviously ridiculous. Um, so I, I, I want to speak a little higher of the Seattle defense, but um, Chicharito for the price rise alone is why I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to start him. Um, but I don't feel crazy confident in a goal from him, but I mean, he's riding a hot wave right now and I'm, I'm not going to drop him just because he's playing a, a pretty decent Seattle defense at home. Um, and then I'm also looking at, uh, Kate Cowell as a switcheroo bench, uh, striker for me. Um, I like them at home. San Jose is so hot and cold, so it's really, really hard to tell with them. Um, but I also, you know, I've seen it in Discord. I saw it on Twitter a little bit today. I also like Rubio Rubin. Um, he's cheap. Uh, RSL versus SKC. I mean, I, I thought SKC's defense looked pretty good last week, but they are on the road, and it is RSL's first home game. Um, I expected a lot less out of RSL than what I watched in Minnesota last week. So um, they definitely proved me wrong there. So we'll, we'll we'll see how they are this week, but. For a budget striker, Rubio Rubin is looking um, pretty nice for me as a, as a third choice. Yeah, the Chicharito one is interesting. I, I'm wondering what impact or what benefit he gets from Seattle having that three-man back defense because he needs space. And if he's able to get space out of fewer people being there, I, I think that could be uh, good. I'm not sure if I'm going to go with him this week but again focusing on the value potential gains uh cowell from san jose 4.9 got that goal this last week should see some value rise cavallini another one that we already talked about uh should have uh, some good rise coming 9.3 i also looked at julio from rsl uh, he got the goal last week 8 million a little bit more expensive than who you were talking about ashley um I, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm not, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to be going with, with RSL with that. That's, that's definitely someone I'll, I'll throw out. Uh, I was on the fence with, with toy and you had mentioned that Blaine. I really want to see what Columbus looks like before deciding to go with toy, because that rotation, I think I, the Columbus will be the, if they have some sort of stability back there will be the most difficult game that Montreal's had the strongest test. Maybe we'll say that the strongest test for Montreal, depending on what they roll out. And I was interested in seeing before I would go with toy, but unlike toy and he's another guy who could have some value gain right there. Um, Barracks, another one with, with uh, Chicago. He takes a lot of shots. Rui Diaz has taken more shots than anybody else at, at the forward position. So there's another good, good shot at him for what LA's defense has looked like. Uh, but I'm not sure about his value gain, but maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, but score well last week, maybe, right? Maybe if he gets a good one this week, maybe, but he's, he's not one that I'm, I'm, I'll likely put him in because he's a guy, he was in my first draft before I switched over to this value system. Uh, I'm really considering him for my final draft team, but from a value game point of view, I don't know if he's really the guy you're going to want to look at depending on how heavy you're going to go that way. Can I also throw one more name out there before we hop on to switchers? I feel it's a disservice to my husband not to. Is <laughs> scored in every game? Yeah. Now, I I don't know that I'm going to pick him up this week. I, I thought about it. Um, he's a little pricey. I don't know if he'll get a price rise. But like we said, Nashville defense not looking great. Higuain scored at least a goal in his la in the last two games. One on the road, one at home. Um, so I mean, 
like I said, I'm not doing it, but if you are ambitious, I don't think it's the worst choice. Yeah, Reed, before we move on to switcheroos, chat's talking it up because Vela is a potential to return this week. Yep. None of us mentioned him. Nope. I didn't mention him because of the injury thing. Yep. Uh, he's playing. They're going on the road to Houston. If Vela plays, and what I don't let me see how early that is. That's a 2.30, so that is an earlier game in the week. That's fourth game of the weekend. 3.30 Eastern time. 3.30 Eastern time. Sorry, I'm special time. Yeah. Um, If Bella plays, are you going to blow up your roster to make sure he's in? Uh, Depending on what you're going for. I mean, Bella is not going to see a price rise. Um, After what's what's happened with him, that that won't happen. Um, But he could definitely have a a good round. Ashley? It's not going to blow my team up, right? I mean, I don't like that game enough to totally collapse some of my midfielders or swap him for another striker if he's going to start. If he's on the bench, I'm definitely not going to. Um, but I don't – I mean, I love a good Bella, but that particular matchup is one where I don't see myself tinkering with everything that I would have put together – yeah. just throw him in the lineup. I get it if you do, but I don't I don't know that I am going yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Houston's allowed 31 shots, so they're up there in the in the top 4 teams of, of shots allowed, but I mean Shannon makes a good point in chat. I mean, he's coming right back off an of injury. Ash makes a good point. Are they going to start him? Is he going to I mean, it's I'd be I'm probably not going to go with Villa. Yeah. I think there's enough opportunities for points that you could make up for that. Yeah. You're trading up from pretty much anybody in the league other than Iguain and Ashley, you should ask your husband this one. Uh, would he trade Iguain out for Bella no. and then give us the update on Twitter? Uh, I will let you know, but I, I'm going to, I would bet a lot that he's, he's writing that, that Iguain. Yeah. And, and I'm on, I, I'm fading Vela coming off the injury. It could burn us, but I think a lot of people are going to overlook him too. If it was Houston at home, maybe. And it also depends on who else is healthy. Do they have a good wing back? Is Wackman still out? Is Rossian right? Like, there's a lot of contributing factors that would make me be like, nope, trading everybody so I can pick up no price rise, Carlos Bella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into switcheroos, Ashley. Yeah, uh, I mentioned it earlier, um, and and Rita, I think you had this on your suit. Caden Cal from San Jose um, is a switcheroo I'm looking at. I also like Brandon By as a switcheroo. He's so cheap in that New England defense. What is he four four point nine? I think. Um, and so, you know, I'm definitely looking at him. I am feeling ambitious with some of these San Jose defenders. Not great. It's definitely just amb- ambition. Um, they're so cheap. Marie is five. Um, and then I am also putting Stojanovic. Is that how you say it? Did I do it, Blaine? Stojanovic. Ugh, it wasn't even close. Um, I like him as a, as a switcheroo. His point production cannot be overlooked but I just haven't really paid him enough attention these first two weeks. So he's sitting on my bench. I like him as a switcheroo. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Blaine. Yeah. I put a lot of my switcheroos into my lineup, but Stojanovic is one of them. Um, I like Andy Rose for Vancouver as well. Not too expensive. Got a goal in the last one. Um, probably one of those late, late side switcheroos. He's a guy you switch into not switch away from. Um, he's Rossi, playing as a defender. Yeah. He's, he's playing as like a center back, but he's yeah. listed as a midi. Yeah. His, I don't know. His production has just been there. 
Agree. Um, he, and he's got the average to back it up. I mean, it's a, it's definitely a, you're switching into this. And if your bench has gotten a couple of twos, he's not a bad option to go to if you're in a pinch at the end. So get those late, late game guys out there. Um, uh, Brock Guillard is another one for Montreal. He has just quietly come on strong. He's a little more expensive, but he's got, he's been playing so well so far. And then, uh, Shannon put one, and I didn't have him on my list, but Gutman for Red Bulls is another guy that I've just been impressed with both games. Um, he got a goal in the second game. He played sporting the first one, so I watched him play. He was all over the place and just getting involved. Uh, Gutman's a good name to throw out there. I believe that's an earlier game this week. Yeah, it's first game of the week. Um, he's been doing well defensively and could pick up some bonus points. So uh, Gutman's probably my my number one early game, Gutman and Stojanovic. Like if you want two guys from the first game to throw on your bench, that's it to see first scores. Uh, I covered most of mine it, with so many of my guys being the value options. I think that a lot of that just doubles as, as uh, some switcheries right there. So I have nothing to add beyond what you guys have, have given. Okay. The interesting, the really interesting question this week that I'm, I'm, Loving to see what chat's going to say and what you guys are going to say. Who is your potential captain pick for round three? Before Blaine says his, can I just say that both Reed and I wrote our name with a question mark afterwards? <laughs> yep. Yep. I put two names down because that's because I didn't have one. <laughs> it's cheating. I, I'm trying to do better and given all the games I see, if I'm picking a midfielder, uh, Carlos Heel is still number one on my list. He did better than Reynoso last week. I think I ride him again if I do that. If I am going to switch up and take a forward, it's Rui Diaz um, against the Galaxy. I think there's a lot of points to be had there. I'm trying to be better about captaining my midfield. The golden rule is you pick one, you either play midfielders or you play forwards and you just, you stick with one or the other. And the golden rule on that is you take the forwards through the highs and the lows. If you had Chicharito for a hat trick, because you always pick forwards, you scored massively and you can absorb a couple of goalless games from your forward captains. If they come about, that's the idea is you take the peaks in the valleys and they average out. Okay. If you go with midfielders, you just stick with midfielders and get those steady bonus points doubled all season long. So I, I feel like I should stay with Carlos Heel on this one, but my heart's kind of pulling me towards Rui Diaz and a forward and try to go big this week because there's not a ton of great options. Ashley. I agree with Wayne, and, and I'm going to kind of change that to say there's not a ton of great options, but there's a lot of options with possibility, and it's kind of hard to tell – who's going to hit, right? This isn't a, we're all captaining Velo week, right? Um, there's there's a lot of promising choices, I think, for midfielders and strikers to, to captain this week. Um, I told you guys this in our week one recap. I, I gave Spencer four different suggestions and all of them hit for him. And I kicked myself so hard afterwards. And one of those was captaining Raul Ruiz. So I feel like I have something to make up for. Um, so right now he's got my captain's armband and I'm going to do everything I can to not talk myself out of it. Um, you know, if Nico slots in, I think I'll be very excited about keeping it on his arm. Um, if he's not there, you know, it just depends on lineups a little bit, but right now Rui Diaz is, is, 
is the one I have it on and I feel pretty good about it. Not great, but good. As for me, I am going with neither of those options. And this may be one of the few things on my team right now that is real, that, that I'm actually considering for my final draft. And that is Nani captained. Um, I am betting against my Cincinnati and uh, Nani had that great back heel. Uh, Nani has a good history. He has good potential and Cincinnati has given up 53 shots. How many? 53. They have allowed 53 shots. Uh, Orlando's in the middle of the pack with generating shots, 22. But when you're going up against Cincinnati, that number is going to jump up right there. So uh, I feel like like Nani's in a good spot to be a strong captain contender uh, for this round. But you're right. There's no real consensus. So this is definitely going to be a round where we see a lot of diversity with with captains. I can see arguments for heel. I can see arguments for Reynoso. I can see arguments for those forwards. Uh, I, I can see a lot of that, uh, but for me right now, it is going to Nani. We've seen a lot of different of different uh, ones in in chat, so um, it'll be fun. Let us know who you're thinking for for captain. Just send us a message on Twitter. If you're still confused about who you might want to captain, head over and join Discord. Each week, I'm posting a a, a survey in Discord with names and options for each position, where people in Discord can vote for their top three, five, 10, whatever players at each position. And then I'm generating an article for that at MLS Fantasy Boss. So it's this community effort towards this, this peanut gallery group think effort towards setting a, a player preference. Uh, Skylar has the player rankings that, that he comes up with, which are fantastic. This is a, a group source effort. So if you want to contribute to that, look for that post at Discord. I usually add everyone and have it out there. So it's, it's uh, pretty fun. So that can give you more options. We'll have those later in this week. All right. That's all that we have for today. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us in chat. Uh, we had 44 people at one point in the stream. I think that's a new record for us with the chat. Uh, please continue to share this link when it goes out on, on Twitter. I have some more auto messages now to try to get those numbers. But share the podcast, share the Discord, share Fancy Boss, share all these resources to help grow this community. It's a fantastic community. And again, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. You're in for a great ride. This is, this is a great place to be. Let's do plugs. Ashley. Switch the pitch. Games are rolling. Some great articles coming out from those ladies over there. So make sure to, to give them a follow and see what they've got to say. Blaine. Yeah. Um, just the, the wonderful community over at Discord. Um, good night, Lily. Yeah, the, the community of Discord was a huge help this Okay. Was a huge help this week in getting the uh, mega reference done. Uh, Got to give a huge shout out to Bit Nomad. I don't know his real name and Christian for doing a ton of work with me on this um, and helping get everything updated. We've only got a few guys doing it, but we've, like I said, we've got over 120 in entries into the injury and absence list. Plus, we've done a whole list of set piece takers, and we've been keeping those updated for everybody, and that gets changed every week so it's been a huge community project and we've done so we've done so well with it and i think it's going to be a great resource for the game um cameron's asking what's lily's captain's pick i'll try to get that out later this week since it is a wide open week and my gut doesn't tell me anything i'll see if i can get her to do one do one a uh, bit nomad is calvin so calvin and christian have been kind of the two huge leads on this and 
can't say thank you enough for the help they've given me on this and to get this information out there. And just go join the Discord community. They're a huge part of this game right now. Yeah. As, uh, as for me, just all the the resources that are provided by the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of of partners. I don't know these all these tools that I've developed over over these years. R slash fantasy MLS MLS fantasy MLS fantasy insider the Discord community all great communities. Uh, you can older Goler over there our um, uh, MLS fantasy underboss who runs the Discord is is fantastic as well as as Christian and all the other guys who contribute there and everybody who goes to R slash fantasy MLS to contribute to the rant thread and the rate my team thread and all those great resources. So there's a lot of opportunity to get involved and to just have a good time. And that's what it's all about. So that's all we have for the round three preview. Good luck. Mm -hmm.